Welcome to the New York Mystery Machine. Tammany Hall, but for the ghosts. Oh, they're, they're Irish ghosts. You decided to test that one out. See yeah, how that goes. Yeah. You guys can let us know in the ratings how you <laughs> felt about that one. <laughs> Did we tell you guys that we got our first, like, one-star rating on, on iTunes? <laughs> no comment, just a one-star. I love it. That's terrific. I love. It. I hope it's a person who, uh, who, who doesn't like Christina's voice. I think that's absolutely what it is. That's absolutely. I've got a theory. That's absolutely. What I it hope is. it is in my core. I hope it's a person who doesn't uh, like. Well, if they manage to come back for another episode, they're going to get to hear me say "Tommy Hall," but for ghosts, and they're gonna, no, and they're going to slam that one star again. It's not the accents they don't like about you. It's, it's, it's me. I, I believe it's quote unquote your shrill voice. I believe it's what it is. Well, maybe on oh, the singing, they hate the singing, the singing and the shrillness, and the shrillness. They may also give us the one star that we uh, continuously talk about. Talk about. Well, they send their well, review that they that they want to listen but cannot listen. Right, right. right so, right, right, right. well, there it is. Um, I have a surprise for you, Christina. Okay, I'm ready. That we're gonna need today. Okay. Um, because the ghosty episode, and okay. you feel only comfortable if there are religious objects around. Yeah, I was gonna episode. say. Where's... And so, straight from the hands of Mama Mace. Mama Mace. Oh man. What do we got, Mama Mace? Comes our new holy water for the year. Oh, amazing! Our new Easter water. I can retire this old holy water. Right. Useless to me now, but... little bottle of holy water. It's Get still good. It here. doesn't lose its efficacy. Well, I don't know. I'm it's, not sure what the rules are it's anymore. The, once holy water, always holy water. Clearly, you're not exercising enough ghosts. Well, I just think that if you have newer holy water, new is always better. So, <laughs> you got to get rid of that old holy water. You don't need that old holy water. That's not how it works. In any case, here's the new. Thank you, Mama Mace. Here's the new holy water that rests upon. My mom was like, "I know you don't care that about holy water. Like you don't really need a nap, but you have it. It'll make me feel better." I said, "Honestly, though, it's gonna be Christine. It's Christine will be very, very happy and comforted knowing that there's a new holy water bottle in the recording studio. Yeah. So I think you know the more the more we go into ghosts and eventually the occult and demons and all that horrible, horrible stuff, the more the more places should have holy water. And I'm just gonna we're just gonna start bringing it in, like nesting it in corners." <laughs> We're redoing. We're, we're redoing the the studio. That's the well. That's the goal. That's the summer. The summer dream. Redo the studio. We're we're redoing this little space that we have that we're recording in, and kind of making it a little bit um, less, you know, soundy, like mm-hmm. less loud, so that we, you know, you guys don't know. But I often have to stop for about sixty seconds, an in increments of sixty seconds, to let the traffic outside sometimes pass. with a shout i, I yeah. really want you to release one day a super I cut of just all of you i don't have them all because i i, I deleted a lot of them but like i fool but i still have i do have a small um i have a small a small list of meats having crazy incredible um anyway we're doing that and so um when we put it all together we'll um we'll certainly take photos of the new studio um because a lot of the improve in Improvements mm-hmm. is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> like not in the improvisations. The improvisation of the room. A lot of the improvements will be dedicated to um, the wonderful listeners like you who are supporting us on Patreon. Yes, that was really good. That was oh, look nice, at that as a segue. That's a nice segue. Um, and in fact, um, we're recording this on on a Friday in in April, and this Friday in April, I we just released the um, the latest patron exclusive. Woo-hoo! So now there's four patron exclusives up on the Patreon. That means there's four bonus episodes that if you listen to the show every week, which a lot of you do, well over 100 of you listen to the show every week, but not well over 100 of you are getting all the all, <laughs> all the, the content. All the content you can possibly get. I don't know why you wouldn't want to. So for little as $5 a month, as little as $5, that's like a venti coffee at Starbucks. You can just get a bonus episode of our show. Um, a cool sticker. We're developing another little kind of Patreon swag thing, and um, and starting this summer, hopefully going into the fall, we're gonna start like having either little discussion boards, little Zoom meets, um, and hopefully preparing for um, a fall, perhaps live uh, event where in- you guys can, uh, can can meet us at a cool place and and maybe record a show together. In which case, uh, whenever you see the inside of the studio over whatever vehicle um we will be sure to show you uh christina marinelli's growing holy water yeah. and uh uh demon protection collection i will be able to throw this holy water out so says christina no I'll we now need to i said so, yeah no this is this is all necessary if I'll, you have a religious year. tradition i consider myself pretty ecumenical feel free to write in and let us know what else we should have in this room to protect us <laughs> uh do we need like one of those evil eye things oh a hundred percent we do those. 
My old roommate Amy used to have one of those. She took it with her, though. Mm. We could do the, the very Sicilian horn. Oh, I don't like the horn. I, I don't understand it. I, I like, like the evil it. eye. Um, in any case, if you want to help us out while we're making these improvements, because we still need some love, we still need some help, help us out. By going to our Patreon for the last five dollars a month, you get bonus episodes. You can join us for the last three dollars a month, but going to five dollar levels even better. You go to the ten dollar level, you're gonna start getting some other cool stuff like week monthly playlists. And if you go past that, you can get a mug. Uh, past that, you can I don't know, like a hug for me. I don't know. I was gonna say hug, so it obviously it's a hug. You can get whatever you want. You <laughs> get, ask us what you want. We'll give it to you. This gives you money. No, we're kidding. But also. <laughs> Christina keeps breaking microphones and stuff, so you know we need <laughs> to keep. We need to buy some stuff. Anyway, that was a long commercial. Uh, I'm so excited though to get into today's episode. What are we doing today? Where are we today? We are traveling to Napanock, New York. Where is that? It's like upstate. Okay. Um, in upstate. Upstate. Yeah, you that's know. all I needed. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's fair enough. We always, every time I do these, and it happens to both of us, we, we record an episode and we say a small town in New York, and then the other one's like, "Where is that?" And we're like, "I don't, I don't know." No, it's I don't know, New, York. New York. And because we're New, we're New York Cityers, it's always it's upstate, right? Like it's, it's on our, the island. It's our, yeah, it's our, our excuse for everything. It's like it's upstate. It's on, it's like Hudsonish, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's up in the state. Okay, cool. North. I can give you an exact location. Okay. That make me feel better to get an exact location because I know if you're listening to the show. Um, this may be the difference of you joining our Patreon or not. Right. And I'm going to place my bet that this place is sort of um, west Hudson, uh, west of the Hudson River, Catskillish area, maybe close to Phoenicia or Ellenville. Okay. Well, it's upstate. Okay. Um, west of the Hudson River? It is west of the Hudson River. Yes. How far is it from Phoenicia? It's closest. It's closest towns are. Um, it's it's close to Monticello. Oh, it's close to New Paltz. Oh, closest Pine Bush is not too far away as well. Okay, all Wall right. Hill, Stone Ridge, Rosendale. But really, how far is it from Phoenicia? It's an hour by car. There it is. Hour by car to Phoenicia. To Phoenicia. It's good to know. And today we're 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 staying at a little hotel. Oh, nice and relaxing. Nice. Um, and this. Today, we're staying at the Haunted Shanley Hotel. <laughs> Less relaxing. And I'd like to say that, yes, that is the official name of is the hotel. Is it really? It is officially known as the Haunted Shanley Hotel. Okay. They added haunted because they have many accounts of the paranormal. Mm. And they even offer ghost tours and ghost hunts there. Incredible. On site. And we'll get through all of that. Um, today, the building is a three-story, white-clappered structure and is seated on a mostly abandoned spot along Main Street. Mm. Uh, uh, the sign on the door reads, quote, Welcome to the Shanley Hotel, with a little cartoon of a smiling ghost with his arms crossed. Oh. <laughs> um, That's cute. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll, sh- I'll show you what it looks like right here. I'm going to post these obs on the social. That's a little sign. Oh, oh, but he's smiling. He's smiling. He's, like, he's smiling with the I'm arm. a little ghost. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. I'm a little oh, ghost. Oh, is he the old southern <laughs> No, he's not. He's not. Oh, okay, just checking. No, his cousin, his ghostly cousin from upstate New York. I see. I'm sorry. Yes. Let's not, let's not be crazy. <laughs> um, so how did um, the, Stan, the Shanley become haunted in the first place? Well, I got to say, mm-hmm. I've never found a hotel in which their website is the most useful way of finding every paranormal piece about it. Oh, okay. But this hotel, is we- their website is a treasure trove. Everything from the history timelines to evidence of the paranormal everything good on them um so like literally a catalog of the building's history and for a small hotel in a town many of us have never heard of (laughs) this historic bed and breakfast has boasted several famous guests which we'll get to in just a bit so this tale begins in 1845 Mm -hmm. when thomas rich built an open riches hotel on main street Mm. and at the time due to its location, Napanock was a bit of a ca- vacation destination. Mm-hmm. Um, with the railroad sparking tr- sparking travel across the country, it provided uh, travelers either a place to stay for the evening during their long journeys or a place to relax for a while. Hmm. The Rich Hotel claimed to be, in a local newspaper, quote, one of the area's best <laughs> with fine food and new furnishings. Ooh. In 1851, Rich would sell the hotel and it would be named the Hungerford's Hotel. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Hungerford kept the hotel operating just as Rich had. 
uh, he did make sure he added more of the finest furnishings and a gentleman's club. That oh. was the diamond of it all. Oh. Does a gentleman's club in 1851 mean the same thing that a gentleman's club means today? Basically. Okay. Just for clarifying. The, for the most part. It'll get seedier as time goes. And okay. We'll, we'll get there. So the hotel changed hands a few times, but by 1887, Adolf Wagner became the new landlord. Mm-hmm. Eight years later, on March 18th, 1895, a nearby home in Napanock caught fire. Ooh. The fire quickly spread and took a chunk of the town with it. Ooh. And of course, the Shanley Hotel, uh, you know, not the name at that point, right, um, was not spared yeah. any of the damage and tragically burned to the ground. Mm. Mr. Wagner would indeed rebuild the hotel and open back for business by November of the same year. That's impressive. He's like, let's turn this shit around. Yeah, barrel ahead. Barrel ahead. Fire ain't gonna stop us. Uh, the hotel was eventually purchased by the current namesake, which is James Shanley. Hmm. Uh, when his family immigrated to New York City from Ireland. Oh, oh, I didn't like even you, know that. Like you even knew. I really am sorry. I'm sort of like generally Gaelic today and not, not really Scottish, not really Irish. I'm sort of switching counties and places all over the place. I'm sorry to the Irish and Scottish folk out there. Thank you for apologizing to them. They. They're hearing you. If you're Irish and you know we, we know you listen, we see this we see you on the on the map. We're sorry. Yeah. I mean it's better than when I do Irish accents, I guess. I haven't heard your have I heard your Irish? I've done it before, it's just not 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 quite good. Mm. None of my accents are good. They're all My adequate. favorite is your Bob Dylan. The Bob Dylan is, is great, but we'll, he'll come out on another day. But Bob Dylan's a good accent. Every time I do an accent for the show, I spend like weeks after trying to be like, oh, can I do better next time? Gosh, I wish I was better. Like I really worked, I retooled my John Lennon after I listened to my oh, right, do the yeah. John Lennon. I'm like, oh, now, now I could do a better John Lennon. It's a lot more in the nose. But before, I was like, oh, this is not as good as I want it to be. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why people don't sign up for the Patreon. They don't want more of us. <laughs> New level. Yeah. If you want less of us, Join the Patreon. We won't send you anything. In fact, we'll send you photos and videos of us with like um, tape over our mouths. We'll, as, we'll as... run our our our, uh, our our speaking through like a machine, so it's like a completely <laughs> different voice. Oh um, in any case, um, when um, the Shanley family immigrated to New York City from Ireland, James and his brother found success in opening restaurants and hotels across the country. Uh, he eventually moved to Napanock and simply fell in love with the hotel that he visited. Uh, Wagner's hotel was was gorgeous. He loved it, and he wanted to make it his own. So he purchased the hotel on October 1st, 1906, and quickly began making renovations to improve the hotel and make it even more of a destination hmm. spot. He would add a bowling alley, a billiard room, and a barber shop. Full service, okay. I love it. James would eventually meet Beatrice Rowley, and the two married at the Shanley Hotel on April 26, 1910. Oh. They honeymooned in Washington, D.C., as one does in 1906, I suppose. And when they got home, well, okay, so I wasn't going to mention this tidbit. I was like, okay. I like, was like, I started typing. I'm like, oh, this is like, I don't know, this has nothing to do with the story. But then I went back and I was like, oh, gosh, what a weird, cute little thing that happened that I need to talk about and see if anyone else has ever heard about this in their lives. Okay. So when the newlyweds returned to town mm-hmm. after being in D.C. for their honeymoon, the town threw them a parade, which oh. is, it's, I mean, it's a small little That's community, cute. so it's really great. And they also threw them a skimmerton. What is that? Okay, you don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. I didn't know either. So a skimmerton is when all the young men of the town gather at the new home of a bride and groom and bang on loud shit like pots and pans and cowbells and anything that makes loud noises. Then the couple will then decide to either invite them in to celebrate or toss salt at them so that they go away. (laughs) Obviously, they party and celebrate the town people. But what a weird I thing. I love that. I also really love that there's an option to throw salt. No, I love the, I love the duality of it. It's like you could be like, yeah, come on in, clink, 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 clink. Mm-hmm. Or get out of here, bitches. <laughs> Take salt in your eye. Did you do that when you guys got married? I'm really regretting it. I want to get remarried just so that. Uh, 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary. Ten- I'm organizing it. I will be outside. Skimmerton. 
I will be outside your your apartment with all of your friends with pats and pans, and you can either invite us in or throw salt at us. See, this is really hard because I'm going to want to invite everyone in, but also want to throw salt at you. Can we throw salt and invite you? No, those aren't the rules. Mm -hmm. I'll gather some young men and we'll make it happen. Because <laughs> apparently it's, it's the young men. It's not even... The young women don't get to come. No, it's just that, the young men. It was very specific. I mean, maybe maybe we can modernize it. But it said yeah. the young- Gender-inclusive Skimberton. Yeah. I mean, I'm nothing but gender-inclusive <laughs> these days. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, that'll be the Skimberton. I love this. <laughs> the Shanley Hotel continued to be a popular spot known for its card and domino tournaments, hmm. elaborate parties, events- um, they had high teas Ooh. and social card parties thrown by uh, Mrs. Shanley. Mrs. Shanley would also wear decadent jewelry and was always on the cutting edge of fashion. Mm -hmm. And again, this may have been a small upstate town, a small little hotel in this town lobby you'll never heard of. But to the Shanleys, it was like the plaza. Mm. It was the Ritz. It was everything, right? The beds were Victorian. The sheets were satin and silk. The decor was ornate. The flatware was top of the line. Hmm. People loved staying at their hotel. And over the years, again, they had a bunch of famous guests, which include Thomas Edison oh. and Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh. In fact, they were even invited and attended the inaugural ball for President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. What? And Eleanor and Beatrice be, be, end up being like besties. That's incredible. Over, for their entire lives. That's incredible. I love that. Now I know what you're thinking. We're about like 18 minutes in, and this doesn't seem like a bad story. No, it sounds great. The worst thing that happened was a fire that was rebuilt. Right. Well, as with most haunted tales, mm. things are about to take a dark turn. Okay. So on January 6, 1912, Beatrice gave birth to her first daughter, oh, Kathleen. No. Mm -hmm. However, Kathleen would only live six months. Oh. Um, I couldn't find out how the baby passed, um, but this wouldn't be the only time this happened. I mean, early would, 1900s, that's sort of... Yeah, she would give birth two more times, James Shanley Jr., who lived four and a half months, mm. and then William Shanley, who died at a little over nine months. Oh, that's sad. And so Beatrice was like so super depressed yeah. during all of this. Um, again, not really sure of the deaths, but, you know, it's that time where, yeah, you know... Yeah, it's pretty common in that era. Um, it doesn't get any better from here. Oh, great. So Beatrice's sister, Esther, and her husband, John, had decided to move uh, to the town and even moved into the adjoining apartment of Beatrice and James. Beatrice and her sister were super close, um, but Esther would eventually come down with a case of influenza in 1918. Oh, goodness. Okay. Die and leave her kids to Beatrice. So Beatrice did end up being a mom. She ended up raising mm -hmm. her sister, her nieces. Um, right. But, you know, super sad. Yeah. Like, and the tragedy doesn't really kind of like stay just within the Shanley family. Like all of a sudden things start taking up dark turns just all around. Right. Um, according to the Shanley Hotel website, um, the barber, Peter Greger, whom James had hired, um, also lived in the Shanley Hotel with his family and his youngest daughter, Rosie who was only three years old. One day, Rosie wandered across the road to Hornbeak Farm. She uncovered the well there. Oh, no. Lost her balance and accidentally fell in and hit her head and died. Her body was found nearly two hours later. God. After the little girl died, um, her family moved back to Brooklyn because mm -hmm. they just didn't want to be around yeah, sure. where like, their That's... daughter tragically died. Now, around this time, Congress was in the early stages of issuing morality clauses for businesses. Mm. So when they issued the 18th Amendment prohibiting the transportation and sale of alcohol in the United States, a bunch of places found different ways to do it, mm -hmm. regardless of the law. Among those places was the Shanley Hotel. Okay. James uh, would um, find find suppliers and find a way to, to, to keep the parties going. Right. Um, what was once the Gregor apartment... Uh, became an active bordello, hmm. and the ladies there uh, would be there to meet any pleasure that was requested out of the Speakeasy slash Gentlemen's Club. Wow! So, in addition to the the illegal booze, there was there was ladies and and sex work a happening. Wow! Uh, James was also actively involved with John Powers, who was a very well-known liquor bootlegger of the time. And a raid was conducted at the Shanley Hotel on February 26, 1932, hmm. which led to the confiscation of a secret room full of alcohol oh, wow. and the arrest of John Powers and James Stanley. Hmm. 
However, both were arraigned in federal court, but neither did any time. Okay. And one may believe that the lack of time may be due to the um, friends in high places. Let's just say, when you know Mrs. Roosevelt, right, you can right. probably get shit done. Right. right. Um, because people bootlegging at the time were going to jail for a right. long period yes. of time. Yes. Um, there was no reason why he shouldn't have went to jail uh, unless people in high places vouched for him. Right. That, that makes sense. I think so. Now, James would pass away in 1937 after suffering a massive heart attack. Mm. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt would send a letter to Beatrice expressing her sorrow that she hadn't known of his death in time to make it to the funeral. Hmm. Um, Beatrice then sold the Shanley Hotel to Alan H. Hazen, who ran the hotel into his death in 1971. Okay. Now, throughout the next few decades, the Shanley would change ownership a few times and even uh, serve the community as a tavern, the James Shanley Tap Room. Finally, in 1991, it closed its doors and was abandoned for over 10 years. Mm. In 2005, Salvatore uh, Nicosia bought the Shanley, not really knowing of the history of, yeah. of like, the tragedies that happened in there, and unbeknownst to him, starting to find out the, the spiritual nature <laughs> and the paranormal feels that came with this mm -hmm. building. Um from 2007 until his death in 2016, um, he would run the run the place and uh, often heard many tales of all the paranormal activity that was coming down there. Things from from sense to to sights to full on apparitions, Ooh. voices, the whole the whole bam, the whole Shazam. Uh, eventually, Kelly Hammerling would be the next and current owner. Mm -hmm. She had conducted a shit ton of ghost investigations at the at the hotel on the property well before she bought it. Right. And that's the reason why she decided to buy it. Hmm. She was like, I love this place. It's super haunted. I've been here so many times doing ghost tours and, and, and hunts and whatnot. Um, I want to own it. And so she did. Wow. Um, so throughout the years the hotel has been open, there have been all kinds of reports of paranormal activity. Many guests have witnessed a woman in a period dress wandering throughout the hallways. Hmm. Mrs. Shanley, who had passed away in New York City, is said to have made her way back to the hotel. <laughs> she was known for her fragrant perfumes, uh, and people often suddenly smell these glorious scents that are many believed to be uh, Shanley just passing by nearby. Hmm. Like a lot of these like really like musky <laughs> flowery she's not only dressed to be seen she dressed to be smelt yeah she's like I am Mrs. Shanley of the Shanley Hotel my best friend is Eleanor Roosevelt come gather <laughs> uh, in addition people have seen the apparition of a little girl nearby um, and she's often she often near where a well used to be well she's in the hallways and often sometimes people hear her speaking to them from the shadows Ooh. oh god from the shadows I hate that just a little voice from the shadows hello <laughs> I don't know why they're always old and British <laughs> hello <laughs> hello how are you that's right the kids are rough five uh, I want every small child to be like a weird, poor Cockney English kid. I think that's what it is. Hello, <laughs> my name's Rosie. <laughs> I died in a well. <laughs> um, in addition, doors have a will of their own in this building. Uh -huh. They open, they close without help from wind or breezes or human beings. Um, people have reported hearing unexplained footsteps going up and down the staircases and the hallways as well. People hear the sounds of children laughing and, and play and, and disembodied voices. And they hear piano and people talking in the bar area. People have even felt cold spots, mm. felt tugs on their jewelry, pinches on their bottoms. Ooh. And they have a feeling of being watched or becoming dizzy or off balance uh, in very uh, active places in the Shanley Hotel. Some people have either been hit on the side of the face or felt a sharp pain in the temple. Wow. Others have felt the unseen presence of spirits keeping them company. <laughs> and now here's a weird, fun, weird thing I found as well. Okay. That continues these weird feelings of, of the haunt. In the Bordello area, mm -hmm. 
people have felt sensations that could be part of experiences that occur in a bordello. Meaning, feelings of amour, sexual highs and lows, sense of heaviness, shortness of breath, and sometimes a feeling of joy or depression, one may say, orgasmic feelings. Wow. You imagine? That's crazy. You imagine this spot's like, I feel. (laughs) What is the word that I What is the word I'm looking for? (sighs) If I was an Englishman, I guess it'd be Randy. Imagine you're just like taking a tour and like this song, this song going here. And uh, honey, are you hot? I'm hot. It's t- really warm in here. And now I'm tired. <laughs> That's insane. I know. I've never heard of a thing like that. Yeah, I've never heard of like the paranormal causing like sexual sensation. Right. Well, then, but no. Then, but you know what it comes down there to? There are succubi. Yeah, I mean, I think that it always comes down to. um it's all energy, right? It's energy. Mm-hmm. I've always said, we say this, every time we talk about ghosts, it always comes down to, well, it's energy. It's a, a, anything paranormal is manifest energy in some way. Friend. And some people think that energy is spirit's energy. Mm-hmm. And other people think it's a thousand other things, right? Like it's this, it's that, right. it's the other thing. But energy has a weird effect on people. Yeah. Like yeah, if, yeah. if the wires in your house right. are fucked up, you can become dizzy. Yeah. You can become You can feel like somebody's watching you. You can feel like there's so many things, like scientifically. So as often, you know, every time we do this, and I don't want to tell you guys this because you guys aren't idiots. You're smart. You're brilliant. You chose this podcast. You're brilliant. <laughs> um, but you guys know, anytime we do a ghost story, it, it always is, you know, take it at your, at, at, at your own thing. All we're going to do is pre- present the facts or the stories that we've heard, or the, the stories of the facts. And a list of prayers you can say as follow-up if you need to. <laughs> Only on the Patreon. <laughs> Only on the Patreon. <laughs> It'll be Christina's official <laughs> prayer list, apparently. That's a, that's a really high level. That's uh... high level. A hundred bucks. You get in every religion, <laughs> every faith, every faith's prayer. Um, but, you know, the, because energy manifests in different ways, I mean, again, I, I mean, who's to say that, you know, the spirits of sex workers are, yeah. are not making you feel enamored. Yeah. Or just like weird, loosey, faulty wiring. Right. I don't know. Who's to say? Right. Uh, in addition, uh, people have noticed the aromas of perfume, as we said, but also cigar smoke, pipe tobacco, and delicious food cooking. Mm. I mean, so this place has a lot of tragedy, right? Right. I feel like in... Two short paragraphs. I was like, everything was great, and then two paragraphs. And then I was everyone like, died. Then everyone died, yeah. and everything got sad. But like, it's a kind of insane like situation where things are wonderful and then they're not. Yeah. Not to mention, we forgot the fire happened as well. Oh yeah. And also, it's important to realize that this is a a place filled of renovations. Right. Every time a new owner comes in, you never renovate. You know, or you do, but you. Bring the holy water. Yeah, literally every time we have a, a, a conversation about renovations, Christina says the same exact statement. Never renovate. <laughs> but I'm like, that's a thing, right? Like in so many of these stories yeah, that you guys, that. you know, certainly if you're a listener of the show and or a listener of most uh, paranormal podcasts, you know that when renovations come, the dusk kicks up and also other stuff tends to kick up as well. And so, um, you know, it often triggers stuff like this. But among all the death in this hotel, you know, the numbers kind of are insane. Like, just kind of recapping for a second, we have Beatrice's three children she lost mm-hmm. in their infancy. We have her sister, Esther. Mm-hmm. We have the three-year-old, Rosie, who mm-hmm. fell down the well. There was also a six-year-old boy named Jonathan who was hit by a car oh. that was backed out of a driveway um, at the house next door to the hotel. Wow. So this was hotel adjacent. Um. There was also uh, reports of a distraught man who committed suicide in the Ooh. Blue Room bathroom after he lost everything in the 1929 market crash. Ooh. His name uh, may be Vincent. It's, it's a name that's been coming okay. up a lot. Um, and, you know, there's also the bordello, which saw a lot of tragedy. Sometimes some of the sex workers committed suicide themselves. Oh, Sometimes they were attacked, abused, or right. murdered by the, by the customers. Goodness. Also, not too far from the hotel, a local preacher's daughter named Helen was only nine years old when she was lured uh, oh, no. with the promise of a lollipop no. to a nearby swamp uh. and murdered by Alfred Volkman, the son of a butcher. Volkman would spend some time in Hudson Valley's notorious Sing Sing prison before being executed. And during an EVP session, uh, Helen had requested a pink dress. So Hammerling, the new owner and the current owner, 
uh, obliged and bought a pink dress and hung it in the room in which uh, Beatrice's sister had died. Whew. So now, even to today, there's a pink dress hanging, and the pink dress is for um, Helen, the, the the spirit of this little girl who wanted a pink dress. Uh, very sad. Very, very upset. Sad. Very ups- Very upsetting. I'm not done yet. Oh, God. (laughs) Also, there was a story of a girl, of a woman named Claire, Mm -hmm. who supposedly hung herself on the third floor. And let's not forget the place was crawling with mobsters during the height of Prohibition, right? Right. Judge Schultz was in this area. Yeah. I I mean, a a, a trail of death followed these mobsters during this time. So, a lot of tragedy. Over the years, the hotel uh, went from just being a spot that's haunted to straight up a destination for ghost hunts. Hmm. As I said, the current owner started right. by ghost hunting there, and that's what motivated her, inspired her to actually purchase the place. I came across this article by this uh, writer named Alexander Chardon on roadtrippers.com, mm. and the article was titled, I Didn't Believe in Ghosts Until I Spent a Night Alone Oof. at the Notoriously Haunted Shantley Hotel. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Still a long title. <laughs> Alexander takes us through her whole journey, um, And we're going to get through this little bit in just a moment. Let's take a quick commercial break. Okay. And we come back, we're going to hear about Alexandra's experience checking into the hotel by herself, um, as well as some of the really creepy EVP work that, you know, is available to the public. So we'll be right back. If you ever look at our logo, you may notice a cute, furry, black and white creature hanging out the window. That's Ted. When he's not hanging out inside the New York Missing Machine, Ted is enjoying treats from BarkBox. BarkBox is the dog-obsessed company that's devoted to one goal, making dogs happy. It's a monthly subscription, totally customized box of themed toys and treats for your furry friends. BarkBox provides the best products, services, and content for pups, and their people. Every box brings your dog more than $40 worth of toys and treats. Your first box ships immediately. Plus, BarkBox offers a 100% happy guarantee. If your pup isn't happy with their BarkBox, they'll work to make it right. So are you ready to spoil your pup with a BarkBox of their very own? If so, head over to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine. If you use our exclusive link, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox, valued at $35, when you sign up for multi-length plans. Oh, okay, okay, Tedward. I'll say it again for them. Head to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine and get your pup some treats today. The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing. By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more. Head to www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine to find out more and become a patron. That's www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine and join our ever-growing community today. All right, we are back, folks. And last I teased... Uh, we had the account of someone who stayed in the Shanley Hotel. So like I said, uh, a woman named Alexandra Chariton stayed in this hotel. She wrote an article for RoadTrippers.com entitled, I Didn't Believe in Ghosts Until I Spent a Night Alone at the Notoriously Haunted Shanley Hotel. And Alexandra takes us through the entire stay there. Uh, and all this is from her article that you can find on the website. So when she gets to the hotel, she sees the sign, the you know, the placard kind of style of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to post pictures of the hotel all about on the on the social media this week, lots of pictures. Um, and then there's the little sign with our little, our little ghost friend. Like, Hi. <laughs> Come on in. I don't know why he's the way he little is. Little kids. Cockney. What and is that? That's, that's a, Are you... Cockney street character. Did you just come down with, like, consumption? I <laughs> 
<laughs> Your body like contorted in a weird way. It was so odd. <laughs> No, I know. Yeah, it just went right around. (laughs) Um, Lordy. So, Alexandra gets into the hotel. Uh, There's two couples checking in ahead of her. Uh, And when it's her turn, the manager, Kim Vitale, asks how many people are in a party. She told Kim it was just her. And immediately, a woman behind her gasped, You're brave. He's like, it's haunted. And she's like, you can't be there alone. Right. Right. Um, now, Alexandra said that going into this, she didn't believe in ghosts, but she was going to keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea of being brave was kind of like a, not really a thing for her. She was like, I'm not brave. I just don't believe right. in ghosts. So meh. <laughs> um, now, in addition to a continental breakfast, which you have a continental breakfast, Alexandra said that her overnight stay included a five-hour staff-led paranormal investigation from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., followed by free time to investigate at her leisure. Mm-hmm. And that's like an amenity. Like when you, when you go to the hotel, <laughs> go Lord. in, it's like here's this complimentary coffee and mm-hmm, water. Mm-hmm. There is a continental breakfast. Mm-hmm. And also from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. And in actuality, reading more of it, like the, the, the ghost hunt itself with, with the people from mm-hmm. the hotel is from 8 to midnight. And then from midnight to 1 a.m., there's, like, free time where you can just kind of, like, walk around. Hang out and look for the ghost yourself. Like, they also provide the equipment. They provide <sighs> flashlights, uh, uh, K- uh, K2s and EMF readers, mm-hmm. vibration balls, temperature sensors, frequency scanners. And they encourage guests to bring their own stuff, like tape recorders and okay. digital recorders and all that. Okay, jazz. that's a good sign. They, they let other people bring in their stuff, too. It's not like, yeah, you yeah. have to use the Okay. Mm-hmm. The manager, Kim, yeah, in fact, sometimes the stuff is, like, not even available, like, this, if there's too many people in there. Right. So, like, it's at, it's basically at availability. Right. Um, so then the manager, Kim, tells Alexandra uh, and, and the rest of the guests there, she says that, quote, nothing is faked or staged here. There's no need to fake anything. If the ghosts and spirits want to come and speak, we're happy. We'll get just as excited as you do. We don't rig anything. So. All right. There are, of course, a few ground rules. Mm-hmm. No weapons or alcohol are, are allowed on the premises. Mm-hmm. Guests should talk in a normal voice. Whispering may be mistaken for EVP. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take photos with a flash and in threes. Record everything. Mm-hmm. General rule of thumb. Alexandra said that the hotel was fully booked for the night as well as the whole rest of October. So they split into groups of three. She had booked Maddie's room located in the former Bordello area of the second floor, and she was the only guest there flying solo that night. Is Maddie the one? No, that was Helen. Never mind. That was Helen, yeah. In fact, her room is actually a part of an active investigation area, meaning that the door must remain open until 1 a.m. Okay. Can you imagine? You Wait, get a room. Yeah, you see. So an, an active investigation area, like... People, so you have the, you you because there's investigations happening from eight oh, to twelve a.m. with that with that twelve a.m. to one a.m. Anyone can walk into her room. That's crazy. You're just allowed to. And you, you, you like sign. There's a fact. There's a waiver you sign when you when you go in there. And like literally, like that's the thing. It's like, again, just so you know, uh, until one o'clock, people are allowed to like wander your room. So you have to keep the door open. Like you can't just that's like crazy. kind of be. I mean, people aren't going to this hotel now for like rest and relaxation. Right. They're going for this, <laughs> right? right? They're probably already on that door. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Vitaly and Hammerling uh, lead the investigations, and they said that the they know most of the spirits by name, mm-hmm. including Frank, who worked as a bodyguard at the Bordello, and Joe, a hitman for the mafia. Ooh. There's also a man who whistles, several children, and even a ghost cat named Sweet Thing. More on the go- more more on the ghost cat later. Ooh. <laughs> Recently, a guest asked Frank how he died, and according to Vitaly, he replied, "Quote, a gunshot in the pub." Mm. Hammerling says that Frank has strangled her twice. Oh. And when she told the group, he replied via the EVP, "You liked it." <gasps> and then she said, "That's the kind of sense of humor that Frank has. <laughs> you liked it." You liked being choked by my ghostly hands. I, I, I classic Frank. <laughs> the fact that she can brush it off is like that's just a sense of humor. Fucking Frank choking me. I'll get you next time, Frank. <laughs> you got. I'll get you though. I'm, 
Probably not because they can't see or touch you, but I will <laughs> somehow, some way. Gosh. I'll get you. Over the five hours, Alexandra's group had little success, and she began to think that it was actually her fault. Hmm. Vitaly asked if there was any skeptics in the group, and Alexandra didn't say anything. Hmm. But later, she had asked why the presence of a skeptic may negatively affect a hunt's outcome. Vitaly would say, quote, the spirits just won't bother. It hmm. takes a lot of energy to contact us. They don't want to waste their time. Ghosts have nothing to prove. Hmm. Which is literally my new yeah. favorite statement about ghosts. Ghosts, ghosts have nothing to prove. have nothing to prove. I love that. That's terrific. They conducted EVP sessions in a circle with little success. In fact, it appeared the other groups had had better luck than hers. Eventually, 1 a.m. rolled around, and it was time to end the hunt and go to bed. The ghosts have just been waiting for her to be alone. Like, yes. Alexander writes, quote, I slide under the covers, close my eyes, and fall asleep quickly. Around 2.30 a.m., however, I jolt awake. My heart is racing and my body is racked with chills. I switch on the light and a pile on more blankets, but my teeth keep chattering uncontrollably. I take deep breaths and eventually fall back into a fitful sleep, but the light stays on until morning. I'm not entirely sure how to explain what happened to me in Maddie's room, so when Hammerling and Vitaly inquire how I slept, I once again stay quiet. Hmm. I may not be ready to admit that what I experienced was paranormal, but... I am also no longer feel confident enough to declare myself a true skeptic. Hmm. Interesting. And, and that's her night there. Interesting. Now, the cool part about going to this website mm -hmm. is that they just straight up provide you with all of these EVPs. Oh, man. And video. So we're going to play some. Oh, God. So I'm going to play some. And video. Yeah, God. I'm going to play some for, for you now in the air. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and the video that I'll show, I'll show um, I'll show that on social media as well. All right, here's a bunch of stuff. All right, here we go. Did you hear that one? Play it again. Yeah, yeah. So, so in the background. Yeah, if you, listen, if you listen closely, it's hear me, Allie. Oh, okay, yep. There, there was definitely a hey, yeah, that's what I got out of it, but. I'll play it again. Hear me, Allie. Oh, gosh. Um, now I hate that. I know. Now, this one coming up. Um. Now they they have a they have a few of a, of the whistle they say oh they heard whistling mm -hmm. but I think whistling is a very complicated thing to be like that's an EVP because whistling is such a weird tone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that can literally just literally be um, frequency from radio mm -hmm. especially with so many devices so I'm not even gonna waste time showing okay. showing and listening to the whistle uh, only things that make you know sound so this one is played through uh, Phasmabox. Phasmabox is an app that mm -hmm. picks up on the um, uh, several pre-recorded radio stations in search of voices. Let me get this straight. There's an app for like your phone yeah, yeah. that you can download to do essentially EVP work? Yeah, basically. And you'll hear like what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like a phone. It kind of like amplifies it in a weird way. Here okay. it comes. What's their names? Do you know? <gasps> did that just say Vincent? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I hear it. So the first was Vincent, and the second one said, "I." We said Vincent. <laughs> Weren't you listening? Weren't you listening? Did I stutter? <laughs> did I stutter? Um, wow. This one's a little, little frightening. Oh, oh, because he's wearing. I can't make it out yet, uh, but I... I... It's like gravel. I... Get out of my <gasps> face. No, really? Yeah, let's do it again. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that so much. Um, and here comes some some stars. Some now, one of the featured stars of this place is, is Rosie's ghost. Oh, Rosie! Oh, Frank's coming up. Worry not. 
So here is here is a rosy. Okay. Who wants cake? I do. <laughs> I do. I want I want cake? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want cake too. Oh my word, that's clear. Yeah. Um and I'll play I'll play us a Frank. And again, uh, I'm going to provide the link for the website so okay. you guys can check out all of these on your own. There's more than I'm even playing. Oof. But I just kind of wanted to get a, a, a quick sense. Frank is our, our strangler, right? Yeah. Who's with us? It's Frank. It's Frank. Frank. Uh -uh. It's Frank. 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 Oh. How did you die? A gunshot. A gunshot. Oh, my God. You heard that gunshot. I have chills. I remember. A gunshot. Who killed you? In the pub. And that was an Irish accent. Yep. No one can see, but I am curled up in a little ball. And here's one more Rosie. Okay. Who turned the flashlight on? Oh my gosh! That was Rosie. They lost their shit. Can I hear that again? Yeah. I hear the. Who turned the flashlight on? I did. But da -da -da -da. Didn't you see me? Okay, Rosie's cute. Frank is terrifying. Vincent was terrifying. I don't like that phantasm, whatever, fan, phantom. Yeah, fan echoes it all. I don't even, how does it work? They record the state, they take the I don't really radio know. stations yeah. and they go. And it pulls from that. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay. And then you see the video of the ghost cat. Wait, where's the, uh, I, I see one cat. Is that, that's the ghost cat. Oh. That's the ghost cat. Good heavens. That is a cat. And I'll, I'll post that on the old socials. Wow. Um, so yeah, all in all, many people have had a lot of paranormal experiences at the hotel. Um, a lot of the names we heard about, um, you know, we, we've also know that the, we've seen, you know, full operations of James Shanley, who was appeared in, in recognizable misty form as he walks around the hotel. Um, he also likes to whistle apparently. There's also the morning cries that Beatrice Shanley heard. Uh -huh. Um, Beatrice's sister Esther has been seen or felt in the second floor apartment or the telephone booth. John Fogman, uh, the husband of Esther, has been seen as well. He likes to follow female guests around. Oh, that's creepy. Perhaps, perhaps helping, wanting to help them. It says. Sure. But uh, okay. Yeah. John had taken over management of the Shanley Hotel when James had died of a heart attack in 1937. Oh, okay. Um. Then there's a six-year-old Jonathan. The spirit of him stays on the third floor playing with his toys. Um, there's been the, 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 um, one investigation group, uh, invited him to move a ball ones and he did. He sometimes likes to appear as an 11 year old boy and rolls balls down the stairs. Weird. Uh, then there's been the operations of Anna, who was a sex worker from Ireland, uh, who came here to have a better life, but ends up working in the Bordello at the Shanley mm -hmm. Hotel. Uh, another, uh, sex worker named Maddie, who has been an unseen presence that has heard in the bordello. She describes as being humorous and witty. Hmm. Then there's the entity of the 19-year-old killer of the 9-year-old. Mm -hmm. uh, Shanley's volunteer caretaker, Mike Lazdakis, tried one evening to call him out. When Mike was wa in bed watching TV, the bed began to shake. Two or three hours later, he looked up and he saw the apparition of the killer just staring at him. Hate that. Mike knew it was the killer because he had seen a picture of him um, in the hotel scrapbook. Uh, though the spirit had a bad attitude, he still appeared before Mike. Then there's been uh, piano players and bartenders and cooks and all these different characters um, who have who have worked or stayed in the Shanley have been made to to, to known Yowza. in the place. The haunted Shanley Hotel is currently open and operating uh, again. When you book it, you get the four-hour structured <laughs> staff-led paranormal activities from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. You get some ghost hunting equipment available. Free time from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. to 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 continue walking around, um, and also asking you know other the other other leads to for help if you need, um, but you can kind of explore in the designated areas. 
The hotel is also available for private hire. So if you have a small paranormal team or a group of friends that want to get together, they uh, they also host uh, companies and company outings and whatnot. I will not so, be going on that company retreat. I don't know. I will I, not be going the on the New that York company Mystery Machine Company Retreat at the Shanley Hotel. The New York Mystery Machine Company Retreat at the Shanley Hotel with Christina outside. You're not going to. You won't go with me for 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 for, for art. <laughs> for art's sake. For art's sake. For podcast sake. I will stand on the porch with you. All right. Well, I am not staying in the hotel. Well, Christina, what I mean. I will camp outside. I, well, that's not acceptable. Well. Well, there you have it. That is the haunted- Do you know how much holy water I'd have to bring? Uh, like a whole utility belt full, I assume. And several suitcases. Of course. Well, that's the Haunted Shanley Hotel, folks. Woo! A doozy. Real I told doozy. you last week that I, I'd have you a good one that. for you. did say that. You did say that. And here it is. The good one Shaza. I had for you. Um, as always, tell us your theories. Tell us our theories by either sending them to us over the social medias. Yeah, have you been there? Oh, yeah. If you have been to the Haunted Shanley, reach out. We'd love to hear. Um, we had some great success last week with the poll on um, the weirdest stuff anyone's ever left in your house or, or apartment. So we're going to keep doing stuff for those. So by all means, uh, share them as well. Um, but please follow us on our socials, at NY Mystery Machine on Facebook and Instagram, at NY Mysteries on the Twitter. Um, like and subscribe, all the jazz. Um, follow us on um Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, of course. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. We are eternally grateful for those reviews. Again, you just drop a five stars either on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or Audible. And on Audible and iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, you can either you can also leave us some uh, words. It's a nice little review, and we would love the reviews. You guys know we pick out one listener who's listening a month. We read their review on uh, on the air. And um, we send them a, a little sticker, a token of our of our appreciation. So, by all means, please uh, do that. And of course, as I said earlier, uh, if you're not listening to the Patreon, if you're not subscribed to our Patreon, you're missing out. Four episodes next month will be a fifth episode. Oh, it's man, gonna, it's gonna keep going. So, uh, and some really cool stuffs coming up soon too, as well. Some bonuses. So, be sure to uh, to join us on the Patreon, uh, that ever growing community. And uh, we are back next week. We're we're rapidly getting there. We're almost we're almost at the season one finale, ah! season two premiere. We're so excited! Thanks for taking a ride with us on the New York Mystery Machine. Kevin Hall, Black Ball Ghosts, and we saw a bunch of them today. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>